Let's pray. God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for how you have set this whole thing up. And I pray that in these next few moments that you will speak to us, that we will hear your voice and that you will gather us together on one accord under this vision that you have given this church. Lord, I thank you for what you have taken us through and even the hard lessons that we've had to learn. I pray, oh God, that uh, not only will we have learned them, but that we would use them to the advantage of the kingdom of God. And so, Lord, in these next few moments, I pray that you would give me the integrity, the transparency, uh, the, the faith to be able to clearly speak where we are and where you are taking us to, to the end, that somebody would get it and that somebody else would come on board with what you're up to in and through the Refuge Church in this day and in this time. Do it, Lord, and we'll make sure you get the credit for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, this is a special edition because I'm not so much preaching today as much as I am talking my way through what I have already preached uh, and to help us understand and see where we are and why we are where we are. Um, so the, the Sunday after resurrection, I, I preached this message about it had to happen this way, uh, that Jesus meets these disciples after his resurrection and, he, and they can't believe the things have fallen out the way that they have. And Jesus explains to them that it had to happen this way. And where we are uh, as a church and um, trying to recover from the hard lessons learned during COVID and uh, looking for a building and just kind of being in a, in a holding pattern place, if you will. Um, still trying to do church, still trying to minister to people and, and that kind of thing, but just it hasn't felt right. I know I'm not the only one that, that feels that and knows that and, and understands that, but the, the truth of the matter is that we may not have liked what has happened, but it had to happen this way. Uh, I, I told you about how Joshua and uh, the elders, once they had made this this really, really <laughs> um, not smart relationship with the with the Gibeonites, how they had to acknowledge where they messed up. And listen, that that's why I'm here. Uh, uh, we didn't do enough intelligence gathering. I, I was moved by the evidence that appealed to my eyes. I did not follow the process that we had been using as elders to evaluate buildings. Uh, and so we get ourselves into this warehouse. I thought it was the next place. I, I started calling it the tabernacle and uh, I was getting all into it. Um, but listen, the truth of the matter is, is that the, the cost of what it would take to, to try to renovate this building, to get it usable for us in light of what it would need to be for um, ADA uh, uh, handicapped um, individuals and to try to put air conditioning in to make it comfortable and all the other things that the county and the state requires for where people gather. It was getting to be an out of control situation. Um, and we were getting ready, we were looking at having to pour literally millions of dollars into a situation that we would not own at the end of the day. Um, and, and so even as we kind of recognized that it was, we were too far down the road um, before all of the mounting realities really kind of started to stack up and, and the, the light bulb came on that, that this was not a good situation. Again, we're, weren't trying to be disobedient to God, wasn't trying to be greedy. It was just a dumb move. Uh, uh, on my part, and I, I own that. I, I take responsibility for that. But even in the midst of that, we had made this contract, this contractual agreement, this lease uh, with the landlord, and you know we had to make the decision that we're going to stick to godly principles and godly behavior, even in how we deal with it. And so, 
we, we didn't know how we were going to come up with this money and all of the hoops that we had to jump through to try to renovate this building. Um, but we had decided because God's name is on our church and we are his representatives, we were going to keep paying the monthly rent. Uh, until we figured the situation out. We had planned to keep the space and just, just keep paying paying the rent. Uh, because sometimes, and I, I kind of taught you through this, dealing with um, with Naomi, sometimes you just got to keep doing what you know to do until God opens a different door. You got to keep pushing until you find God's favor. And so we, we continue to honor that. And here's the thing that was amazing. In the middle of us making that commitment and, and trying to do that, God actually honored that commitment to the point where the landlord approached us. Now, he's in the contracting business, so he kind of knew what was going on. We, of course, as the owner, we were sharing with him the plans of what we were trying to do. And he approached us and said, this looks like it's going to be too onerous of a thing for you guys to continue to take on. Let's figure out a way to get you out of this lease so that you're not locked into a long-term situation that is upside down for you and doesn't work for you. Uh, why would anybody who's in the business to make money come to a church and say, let's figure a way out for you? It can't be anything but the favor of God. So we kept pushing until God's favor showed up. Um, and in the long run, with, with everything that we had put into it in terms of um, architectural plans and, and things that we had to do uh, to line things up with the city and uh, to get out of this lease. In, in, in all told, it was around a $50,000 mistake getting into this building. But as God opened this door, it was, it was very clear. We had to let this building go. Um, and, and so it was, it was a blow to me personally. It was a blow to my faith. It was a blow to my confidence. Um, I thank God for the elders. I thank God for the, the deacons uh, of this church who kind of understood and, and, you know, didn't beat me up and didn't kick me out uh, because of because of a $50,000 mistake. But we have decided to, to walk away from that warehouse at 128 Washington. Um, so it, it, just kind of some housekeeping things for those who are uh, a part of and, and working their way toward our three and four. We were working to get $300,000 in four months. That fundraising campaign, we're halting that. Now, if you've already saved up money or dedicated uh, monies to be a part of that or you, you had special stuff going, you can still give that. What we will do with that because it's considered dedicated giving. You dedicated it to God to give for this particular building. What we will do is we, will, we won't put that money into regular operations. We'll put it into the account that we have set aside with and already funded with dollars dedicated to land or building acquisition in the future. Uh, we, we already have, it's, it, you should see it here, it's about $122,000 already in that account. Whatever you have already raised to go toward the three and four if you still want to give that, we will put it into that designated fund and we won't touch it except for future land acquisition or, or future building uh, acquisition because not only is that the right thing to do because of how you gave it and what you gave it, it's the law. Uh, and e even in the case of uh, our 2020 vision where we raised funds toward uh, the Rock Center, uh, we haven't touched any of that money that hasn't been used for anything that we've done. It's a, it's set aside for the designated purpose of the Rock Center, which we haven't given up on. We're going to see God do that some kind of way. We, we have about a little less than $83,000 in that account. It sits there. It's untouched. It's dedicated for that purpose. 
and we won't mess with it except for uh, bringing the rock into fruition and into manifestation. And we'll do the same thing with uh, the, it, it, I, I'm calling it a future designated land acquisition, but y'all know it's a building fund. So th th that building fund is for, for that. <laughs> so uh, even in the midst of that, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a crushing, crushing blow. But again, just like uh, we talked about with David last week, you got to learn how to mourn the loss while not being mastered by it. Got to absorb the mistake, uh, uh, as Joshua learned, and make the mistake work for you. Uh, and so, with that, there was this there was this kind of recalibrating. Where are we, and where do we go from here? Uh, how do we take what we have learned and lessons from the past of what God has done for us and through us in refuge, and how do we fit that to our current situation? And so, it kind of made us have to go back and look at who we are and who we have been. One of the things that is a priority for the Refuge Church and this vision since God has given it to me is that we're here to invest in people. Listen, the, the thing that is amazing, I need you to know this about yourself. Uh, you have a testimony that is unheard of across the country, that even in the midst of having to be online, some of you continue to give faithfully. You've still can stuck with this vision. You view when you can. Uh, and that is a major blessing. And I would rather spend more time finding joy in you being a part of this through all of these costly mistakes uh, than grieving over the loss of a building. You are more important. You are the church. We are the church. It's the people. It's not a building. Uh, and so in that, the, the, we're, we're getting back to and focusing on the fact that that's who we, who we have been. We invest in people. Uh, one of my mentors has always said that his, his approach has been Focus on ministry and brick and mortar will take care of itself. People are what the church is about, and that's what we want to get back to. How do we invest in the lives of people? How do we build this community of faith? How do we live out this commitment to serve our community in a faithful way, even without um, you know, an, an address to send people to? How do we get back to a discipleship focus that we're helping people uh, grow one step closer to Jesus Christ every single day by being a safe place of people where people can grow one step closer to Jesus Christ every single day? And so what that has done, that's made us kind of regroup and reorganize. Uh, remember the story of David? He had to leave 200 by the brook. He got his 400 guys together. He had to regroup and reorganize. And, and so we have leaned into the Lord to get some new strategies and some new strengths by looking back at who we have always been. And with that, God has allowed some, some conditions uh, that are uh, available at this, this point in time uh, in our world, in our city, uh, in our culture, and we've decided to take advantage of that. Uh, and so God has opened up for us, even in the midst of leaving one lease, um, uh, there's this place that we've kind of gotten as a ministry headquarters. I'm going to show you a little bit of, of it now. I'm calling this and referring to this space as the living room uh, because it has space for us to offices and counseling and that kind of stuff. But we're converting it into a place where we will do life together as believers in Jesus Christ, that we will invest in each other as people and providing a safe space for us to grow and to uh, grow into this, this family of faith that God has called us to be. Um, so in this space, we're going to reconvert it into a big old living room um, where we will be able to do small group stuff, uh, where we'll be able to connect with youth, young adults. Um, we're changing up and adjusting our Bible study approach and going back to what has always been unique about our Bible study, at least pre-pandemic.
And that is we're going to build into this space as we sit on couches and sip on coffee and and uh, kind of sit around and loving on each other and loving being in the space together. We're, we're shifting from a, a more of a teacher stand up front approach into an inquiry based communal kind of discussion oriented thing where you get to ask any question that you can think of and we will help each other together find answers from the word of God and apply them to the situations um, that we face in our life and we will do life together in the living room that will be our kind of our ministry headquarters where we'll run business from and we'll do all of that and the opportunity made itself available and so we jumped on it and and we want to get back to being who we are and what makes us special as the refuge church and what it what is our distinctives that um, can reach people for Jesus Christ. Uh, and so that, that's what we're doing. And it's, it's making us readjust and find a new strategy in terms of our ministry philosophy of being more mobile and more flexible, flexible uh, without having you know, this huge overhead of, and this building to take care of every, every weekend and week out, whether people are there or not. It allows us to do some more things and to be more flexible so that we can invest in our community and invest in people and invest in each other. Uh, and so we're, we're redistributing some things. We're, we're getting some equipment that will help us be able to take ministry to places rather than asking place people to come to a place for ministry. Uh, and so we're, there's, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on that we're adjusting to now that will allow us to uh, have worship and to do things and to worship in communities without having to be set up at a specific address. Uh, and so we're, we're planning on uh, opening up public worship again, regular public worship in some temporary spots during the summer months. This first one, as a matter of fact, is coming up on June 12th. June 12th, uh, the Sunday that's coming up, uh, we will be at the Naranja Park Community Center. That's 14150 Southwest 264th Street in the great city and area of Naranja. Uh, if you don't know where it is, look it up, but we'll be at the Naranja Park Community Center uh, and we're going to have worship there that Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. We'll be there set up, ready to go, and we're going to worship God in that place. And here's what's amazing. While we will be going to a place for ministry, we're set up right in the middle of a community that's growing where homes are being built and people are coming, but there's not a whole lot of church being made available to them. And we're going to be sitting right there, right next to MacArthur High School, and we are going to use that spot as worship. Uh, and this spot and maybe some others, uh, what we're trying to lock down um, being at Naranja Park for at least a little while um, at, during the summer months. Because what we're working toward is a more permanent yet still temporary worship space for us that will be opening up in the fall. We'll give you more information as we make sure that we lock it down. I don't want to say nothing yet because nothing's in writing and nothing's inked yet, but we'll be worship. We'll go back to regular worship this summer, working toward being back on a regular schedule in a regular set place, still mobile, still flexible, still setting up and tearing down like we did at the flagship theater a couple of years ago. We'll still have to be doing that. So we'll still need your help. We'll still need your assistance. We'll still need your service 
to do that. But listen, we're gonna keep on pushing. We're gonna keep on pursuing the vision and the people and the community and the kingdom calling that God has called us to be. So listen, it had to happen this way. God has always been up to something. He's, he's been cooking something in the, in the kitchen of heaven that is specifically as flavored and seasoned like Refuge Church for such a time as this. We, we, we've made some mistakes, we've made some stumbles, but our stumbles will not be our downfall. We're, we're still in this thing, we're still viable, and we're gonna go after what God has called us to go after, to be the safe place in this part of Miami-Dade County in this part of the world, we're gonna be the safe place where everybody can grow one step closer to Jesus Christ every single day. We're gonna keep pushing and pursuing that. That's what God has called us to do. That's what God has called us to be. We're readjusting how we do it. We're fitting uh, a new strategy into the new uh, circumstances of the days and times that we're in, but we're still the church and we're still the refuge church. And we still wanna see men and women, boys and girls, come to know Jesus Christ as savior, be transformed by the power of his word at work in their lives, by the person and power of the Holy Spirit, and God's kingdom will be advanced because of what he is doing and what he has taken us through as the refuge church. We won't have to ask people for Muhammad to come to the mountain, we'll take the mountain to Muhammad. And we're gonna, we're gonna make sure that people come to know Jesus Christ and walk in what it means to have kingdom purpose from him. That's what we're about, that's what we're gonna do. That's what he's been up to, and that's why it had to happen this way. Listen, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm still excited. I'm more excited about the next chapter of Refuge than I am of the past chapters of what Refuge is. I feel like he has got us hitting on something, and we're gonna, we're gonna walk in what it fully means to live this thing out as a different kind of church for a different kind of environment uh, where, where some churches are folding up because they're no longer viable. We've weathered the worst of the storm and we're still here, we're still kicking. God still has some purpose left for this church and we're gonna make sure that we, f we walk it all out fully and see him do what nobody else can do because he alone is God. All right, let me pray. Father, we thank you so much. How amazing you are. You've been faithful, you've been kind. Uh, you've navigated us through some tough stuff, but you've never left us. You've never given up on us, and you still have great calling and purpose for us. So Lord, I pray that you would help us to grab hold of this vision and these changes and these adjustments and these new strategies. And Lord, I pray that we'll come out stronger, better, wiser, and more effective than we've ever been as individuals and as a church. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done right here on earth through refuge, right here in Homestead and Naranja and in Southwest Miami-Dade as it already is in heaven. And we give you glory, honor, and praise in advance for what is going to happen, who will be changed, who will be saved, whose life will be transformed, whose marriage will be fixed, whose children will be set on the right path, whose family and home environment will be kingdom-oriented and godly. And we give you praise in advance for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. It had to happen this way, and I'm excited for it.